Please listen carefully. Welcome back to Do Talk to Strangers. My name is Andrea. If you have not heard the first set of my conversation with Jonas, stop and go back. But if you have, here is set number two, where Jonas and I are heading into deeper water. Um, okay, so we're getting to set number two. So these questions I've definitely not even looked at. Um, so I don't know what to expect. So I want you to read the first one. They may not be that bad though. We'll see. So set two, question 13. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future or anything else, what would you want to know? Well, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be a cliche, but I would, (laughs) I would talk to the police, figure out where like top 10 missing kids are in the world and I would like to see where they were so they could come home because <laughs> you can do anything mm-hmm. I was use it to save kids <laughs> what about you about yourself your life future anything else I suppose it would be nice to see what life was like uh, even you know in, uh, historical events uh, just to see actually how they're depicted in a book and then to actually see what they're like in the past. That would actually be really cool to get an inside scoop of actual a history lesson, so to speak. Can I read the next one? Okay. Number 14, right? Yeah. Uh, 14. Is there something that you dreamed of doing, that you have dreamed of doing for a long time? And why haven't you done it? I do have one but it does kind of well if this is for a friendship then it's absolutely fine we'll say it anyway as in I've always wanted to find my uh, life adventurer or my soulmate or whatever you want to call it and and to kind of live my life with them and I have found them and they're in New Zealand is there something that you've dreamt of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? I have to think for a bit if that's okay, because it's hard. To be honest, I've had a lot of things I've dreamt of doing, but I've tried out most of them and failed, failed badly at a lot of them. Um, but I'm gonna just say that so far, what I dream of that I haven't done is, is writing a book and a good one, not a bad book because anyone can do that but I want to write a good book 15 what is the greatest accomplishment of your life greatest accomplishment no pressure (laughs) oh my god can you think of something the greatest accomplishment as an engineer I've done a few projects which I'm quite proud of and that's an accomplishment It's, it's a structure that was really cool feeling I'd say that would be one one of the substantial kind of ones um, but I've now learned is not all that meaningful <laughs> I'm gonna go on a limb and ask did was one of the reasons you wanted to do engineering partially because you built that house with your parents like does that have anything to do with it um, I yes I suppose 
As in, I always was really, uh, I, I'm I'm good with my hands. I like to um, build, you know, tree houses to uh, kind of build my own music shed, and it just kind of got bigger and bigger. And then in school, I was good at maths, and they said, "You're good at maths. You should become an engineer." Like, what's an engineer? And they told me, "You just build big things." It's like, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> so very simplistically put. Yeah, okay. uh, so. Okay, number 15. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Um, it's hard. Um, I, I began working for the Norwegian radio uh, station that's similar to BBC when I was 18. Uh, I made a documentary, they wanted it, and they sent it online and that, or on the radio. That felt like a huge accomplishment at the time. It was... Uh, I, I was very happy about that. Okay. Uh, oh, this one is uh, pretty good for this theme. What do you most value in a friendship? There's so much. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking between communication, because I think that's, I think communication is key, and I speak for myself as well to work on communication. Because how do you know? who your friends are if you don't communicate and do all that. I'm going to stick with communication. It's a good one. Um, I, I'm between honesty and trust. But I think I need to say trust. The ability to trust in someone with your like feelings, secrets, um, thoughts. I've had a lot of friends um, who broke my trust. So, because of my experiences, I think I will say trust. I would even go deeper and say love. As in, it sh it's required for everything. As in, for every relationship, as yeah. in, you need love. You need that uh, drive, that kind of compatibility, yeah. the link. Can you read the next one, please? Number 17. Set to. What is your most treasured memory? My most treasured memory out of all my memories. My grandfather never told me that he loved me. He called me his princess, but he never told me that he loved me until he got... He was a very uh, strong man, extremely strong, two meters tall, very powerful. He built our cabin, like, amazing person. Uh, and then he got sick. And suddenly he started telling everybody what he felt. And I remember that very well. And he told me that he loved me. Yeah, I think that's most... Yeah, <laughs> sorry. That's the one. Um, I suppose I found out my uncle has liver cancer and I imagine not that long to live which got me thinking about a good memory I have of my grandfather, who was a fantastic man. But to be honest, all I know of him is actually what other people said of how great he was, because I was very young uh, when he passed. But I always remembered having a lot of fun with him. So he yeah, had just the memory of sitting in the living room and uh, he would always be asleep on the couch and I would always poke him and wake him up and stuff and play with the fish behind him and... Uh, just that kind of, it's a really nice memory. It was a real nice kind of a, a loving memory, just joyful memory. 
um, what is your most terrible memory? That's a very difficult one because even the bad memories I see as something good because you can learn so much more from bad memories. So what's my worst memory? Is a trick question. <laughs> well, I'll I'll go with a bad memory because I'll remember that. Remember, uh, we had the choice of if we wanted to get our communion or not or confirmation. Sorry, the yeah and. We both knew, me and my brother, because we were the same age, so we both knew, we, we both didn't believe in God, so we knew it was a lie to get it done in a Catholic, a Catholic church, Catholicism church, mm. yeah. But we did know that if we did it, we got to go, uh, we got to fly to Germany to see our family and to see everyone. And I suppose he chose to go for it and I I chose not to because I didn't believe in it and I thought it was a lie so as you can see it was actually a really good learning curve but of course I I was gutted because he came back and he told me all the stories and he got to do this and that and I didn't get to do anything it was a bad time but I learned a huge amount so I can't say it is actually a, I think it's a trick question <laughs> yeah I think so too I have one that comes to mind because it's pretty recent. Um, oh God, I'm very emotional. You have to know that. So I'm, yeah, I'm not going to start crying because I'm okay. But um, don't laugh at me. No, no. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I promise. Let's actually get a cold. All right. Anyway, uh, five days before I was to move to Australia, I joined my dad and uh, stepmom uh, to the hospital. The doctors were just gonna look at my sister, the uh, two-year-old, and I was gonna like watch after the smallest one and like trolley her around. It was the first time I'd done it, so it was very nice. And because uh, my two-year-old sister is a bit, uh, she's been a bit slow uh, talking and walking. And then um, when I came back from the trip, I'd been walking around for an hour and it took way longer than they said it would. Uh, I met my, I sat in the waiting room and my dad, my dad came and he just said straight out that my sister has got something called William syndrome. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that. I've heard of it, but I can't. No, it's, it's also com called the angel sy uh, syndrome. So she, uh, it, it means that we don't know when or how long it's going to be until, but she's going to stop learning eventually at the age of five, ten, fifteen um, and she's gonna stop and that's why she's taking longer and she may need help for the rest of her life and she may not but I love her so much I love her more than anything and it made me love her more I'm gonna move on that's okay mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I just realized that I I should have answered the last question a lot differently, but it's okay. Do you want to change Well, it? no, we'll see what comes up. It'll probably come up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, uh, would you change anything about the way you're now living and why? Sadly, I'm going to say yes. But I say sadly because I believe we should all live our lives as if we were to die tomorrow. 
and why I would change something is because I think if I generally uh, genuinely <laughs> knew <laughs> that I would die in one year it would motivate me more to become um, even better to propel myself to do certain things I was gonna say I would travel I would I love travel but to think you only have one year and that's a very selfish answer to go see the world as in to think about what impact you can actually make for the rest of the world would be a lot more uh, I, I think meaningful I would feel a lot more accomplished if I knew then if I was go if I died and knowing that I actually made an impact that benefited others. Well, I I guess if I was to die in a year um, about like living differently, I wouldn't I wouldn't have studied that year. I would have um, lived on the money that I got from the government. No, I'm just kidding. But I kind of would have uh, and traveled and then spent a lot of time with my family as well. And maybe, as you say, try to do something it's always been important to me to leave something like leave like to help people in a way to try and make the world a better place even though it sounds very strange because it's very stereotypical for example I have this thing I give a compliment to a stranger every day it's not a big thing but like stuff like that that's really cool I was just gonna say why try and change the world we always um, focus on this big global impact whereas in change your neighbor change your roommate your colleague your college friend or something mm. so by putting a smile on a stranger every single day that's fantastic that's that's changing the world but in a small way that is actually um real a way that you can actually change the world today i always play that game actually as well that Whenever I see a frown on someone's face, I always smile and look them in their in their eyes, and you know, just try to, because it really does work. Mm. Uh, smile is very infectious, in the best of ways. Oh, next page. We're still on set two. Mm -hmm. Let's see. It's not. It's only four more questions. Five, and then it's set three. Really hard. Yeah, horrible. I think it's hard already. <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna say this one, then you can ask me some, okay? Mm -hmm. What does friendship mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> what do friend, what does friends mean to you? Um, so friendship is recognizing uh, that everyone has a different opinion and to, uh, with different opinions, to respect those decisions and to create a symbiotic relationship mm. and focus on the benefits the positive aspects of the friendship and then you'll feed off each other's energy friendship is proof that we feed off the energy of other people that we get a lot of joy and laughter and, and playfulness out of friendship I think my answer it's it's a bit different um, because uh, since I just moved here, mm -hmm. I, I, did, I, don't, I do know some Norwegians that are here, but I don't see them at all, um, sadly. So I, for the first time in a long time, I understood what it's like to not have a friend there. 
you know, that one person you can talk to at all yeah. times. And it was uh, pretty lonely. Yeah. So, um, uh, to me, friendship, I guess it means um, not being alone in things. Uh, to be able to share experiences. To find that trust. Yeah, that it's about the trust zone. again. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's important. Or to be able to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring it in. Yeah. No. Friendship means uh, a great deal to me, at least. Mm -hmm. That's something I just want to... I can end it there. Because yeah. it does. Mm. There's an owl behind you. Hmm? There's an owl. That There's an owl? Wow. <gasps> he just landed on Wow. Okay. Question 21. What roles do love and affection play in your life? I... I would say that I'm a very passionate person. I, I have that from my mom. I have a lot of love. And I can love a lot of people in different levels, of course. But uh, an affection as well. But I don't know. Can you try and answer it first? I, I'm reading a very philosophical book at the moment based on a very ancient philosophy. And it would answer, or because of it, of course, my answers are all... Uh, or my thoughts are mm. in that so what do emotions play in your life basically especially strong ones they drive you mm. as in I would agree actually my mother as well is very uh, lovable character very emotional character and I definitely have gotten that from her as well uh, so it is actually a very strong driving force to find that love all around you and um, and that's a very rare thing actually like you said you can find love everywhere and I completely agree there's love all around us you just have to see it and for instance the question very much asked what the strong emotions like love and affection they're fantastic ones and as I said they are drivers they really drive you but to recognize then when you feel sad when you feel depressed to recognize why do I feel like this and that I have a choice to actually stop that to realize that this is wishful thinking that you have a hundred percent control of your emotions alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner share a total of five items right, so oh alternate as in changes and I say one you say one I say it. okay yeah so alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner um, okay I begin <laughs> this is very like you're so nice no uh, <laughs> you're very mindful thank you you have a lot of love to give thank you I get I don't know what to say to these kind of things thank you uh, <laughs> that was one um, you um, this is gonna sound weird but you seem you seem like you you're experienced on life you know you've traveled and you know a great deal about yourself uh, you know what's important as in you treasure your family very much and um, I think that's very important instead of saying I'm traveling the world and you know mm. leave them behind I'm going to save the world you know what's uh, important you seem like 
a very loving person. Just I can just hear it when you talk of Anna. And I can see it in your face. You have a really good energy, uh, which is kind of the same thing, but you know, you have a you have good drive, which I think is uh, something you should hold on to. This is so nice. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, you um, you open up, and I have to say, when I was heading to this park, I did not think people would do that, and it's very impressive that you do it. I feel like you're telling me the truth. Mm. What's the point of lying? Um, I think I'll answer back with exactly that thing because it takes a lot of courage actually to come up to a stranger <laughs> with a microphone. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a good way to, you know, I'll remember that. I'll just buy a microphone if I ever look for a friend. It's like, yeah, I'll ask you for this list. I'll take it home and I'll just walk into a park and say, you're going to be my friend. Just wait in one hour. <laughs> What was that? Possums. possums? Just down there. Well, they just ran off. Well, they no, they weren't possums. I don't know what they are because their tails are too thin. The third part, or is there? Uh oh no, there's two more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we have talked for almost two hours. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, how close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people? I Okay, I'll answer it a bit weirdly because I would completely agree that I feel very fortunate in the family that I grew up in. I would also say that there are instances that I actually say was fantastic in my childhood and I say that to my brother and he's like, what are you talking about? Don't you remember this and that? So what I mean is uh, I truly believe the only way of looking at anything in a positive light as in only focus on what benefits you like every family I did have downfalls I did have bad things happen but I don't focus on them so I had a fantastic childhood and perhaps slightly uh, because I only focus on the good the virtuous bits I've told you quite a lot about my family already um, they were uh, they were close, and uh, the thing I can mention that I haven't said is, uh, after the, the divorce, they weren't friends. But what they did was that every Sunday they had a dinner with me and my brother, because mm. uh, we lived each week, and they did that every Sunday, and they've done it every Sunday since for twelve years. Mm. So that until uh, now, like it's um, yeah. It, it was amazing. It brought my family together. So we were very close and we're at the closest right now, I think. Uh, it only gets better but with the years. But they were, uh, they put, my parents put me and my brother in front of their, themselves in many ways. So I really appreciate that. I had a wonderful childhood. Uh, question 24, set two. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Well, that's simple to me. I can easily answer that. My mother and I were, were best friends, to be honest. Um, and I love her. 
So she's turned from, she's still my mother, but she's turned more into a very close friend with the years. I, she is the person I tell everything. I can tell her everything, even how hard or weird or stupid it is. She's always there. So, yeah. What about you? I'm very similar. Uh, as I said, through when my parents broke up, uh, my we lived with my mother, or our mother. Uh, she was much more of a friend than a parent figure, actually. Uh, and still, we are very good friends. So, yeah, I have a very strong relationship with my mother. They're going to be so happy when they hear this. <laughs> Set three. Set three. Are we ready for this? <laughs> so, now there's only one set left. Set three. This is where things get intense. And here's a taste of what's to come. I loved him so much. And one day I found a letter that I hadn't opened. I fell off a tree and had a traumatic brain injury, is what they called it, because I fell on my head. On my 25th birthday, I was diagnosed. And I flew through the air and I landed in a man's lap with each hand on his thigh and my face. Almost like, yeah. Um, if you want to hear more, head over to the next episode. <laughs>